Hang on a second. I, I want to do something here uh, in just in just a moment, but I've got to. Uh, I, I've got to kind of psych myself up uh, to to do this, and some of you are going to think this is weird, but 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 I have to prepare myself for what I'm going to do in just a second uh, because I'm old. Uh, I don't know I don't know when that happened. Do, do, do any of you that are old or identify as old anyway? Do, uh, do, do you know when that moment happened when suddenly it hit you like, oh man, I'm I'm old now. Our kids. Last uh, March, when we called them and said we were sitting on the front porch looking at birds through binoculars, uh, they, they to a, a person said, man, you guys are old. Uh, when, when they called, one of them called one Saturday afternoon, they said, what are you guys doing? And I said, well, Mom and I are taking a drive in the country. And they said, man, you are old. I, I remember standing in the back of my uh, pickup. It's been a few years ago. Uh, I was standing in the back of my pickup, and I got ready I was saying on the tail guy, I got ready to jump out of the pickup, and I realized, man, that's a long ways down. And I sat down and crawled um, out of my pickup. So, so let me uh, let me psych myself up. If you're under forty, you're not going to get this at all. <sighs> I. I'll, I'll explain. Uh, I, uh, as a kid, I remember playing hide and seek with my brothers and sisters and neighborhood kids. And one of the places I hid was on the, our garage. Now our garage wasn't huge, but you know, it was a garage. And, and I remember crawling up on the garage and there was a tree that had grown up next to the garage and the branches kind of fell onto the garage. And I would, would get in the, on the garage and, and get inside those branches and no one ever saw me. No one ever uh, w- was able to, to recognize that's where I was hiding. So from there, I could, I could look at what was going on and I could see the person that was, was, was the, the one seeking. I could see them. And when they went to the other side of the house, uh, I would jump off the garage, jump off the garage and then r- run to base. Uh, I just jumped 14 and a half inches. I, I measured it, uh, this week, 14 and a half inches and I, I kind of had to think about it before I did it. Will, will that hurt too much? Uh, man, I'm, I, I'm getting old. Now, I, I'm not as old as, as, uh, as Joyce, uh, but, but I, you know, I, I'm getting, I'm getting up there. Uh, and the reality is when, when you start to get old, there's some things that you do and some things that you don't do. And it really is just simply because you're old. I, I, I sometimes lament that fact. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I, I wish I wasn't old. Other times I don't think about it too much. But the reality is it comes up all the time where that is in my mind. Do I want to do that? Or, or 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 should I stay away from that? And it is because of that idea that I'm old. It affects me. Uh so I think it's kind of interesting that the Apostle Paul in Colossians makes a statement and and it's it's just a phrase in fact this i think this phrase is one that's supposed to stick in their heads it's supposed to kind of be in their minds and so so this phrase this idea this concept is supposed to stick with them so so before they do certain things before they act certain ways before they respond certain ways this this idea this thought is sitting there kind of like with man do i really want to jump off this stage because I'm old. 
he, he, he spits this phrase out, and it should affect him. It, it would affect how they live, and quite honestly, should affect us. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians. We're going to be in chapter 3 today, but I want to go back to chapter 2 for one verse that that I think throws that phrase out there. That's kind of a, a little bit of an odd phrase, but, but look at verse 20 in chapter 2. It says this, since you died. Since you died. The title of the sermon today is Since I Died, so I changed the, uh, the, the word there. But since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you belong to this world, do you submit to its rulers? Since you died. Our, our life is to be influenced by this phrase. Uh, now, you need to couple together. You need to, to, to put the, that phrase with what he's going to say in chapter three. Since I died, we need to see what the, 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 the result of that is. Last week, we talked about, uh, the, the title of the sermon is, Am I Alive? Am I Alive Today? Since You Died. So if you have your Bibles, look with me in chapter three. I'm going to go ahead and read verses one to 14. We're only going to hang around really in the first couple verses today, and then we'll finish this, this thought up next week. Uh, and we're only going to look at one point in the outline, and we'll look at the other two next week. Verse 1 of chapter 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Now, now couple that back with chapter 2. Since you died in with Christ, uh, he throws that out again then. Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated, uh, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with God, with Christ in God. When Christ who is your, in, is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge of and in the image of its creator. Here there is no Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly, uh, dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. That's, that's a lot, uh, a, a lot of thoughts in that verse. Paul throws out, uh, in these verses three, commands. Uh, three commands that are informed by that phrase, since I died. Here's the first one. It's the only one we're going to look at today. Set. Set. He actually says it twice. Now, now you may have a different version that might use a different word there, but, but the NIV uh, uses that word set twice. Uh, verse one, set your hearts on things above. Verse two, set your minds on things above. Since I died with Christ, what follows is, is I have been raised with him and I need to set these, 
these two verses uses that use that word, but they actually have, and this is kind of the interesting thing, they have two different meanings. So there's two meanings. So verse one says, set your hearts on things above. And what it literally means there, or maybe a better way to interpret it is to seek for. Seek for is a, a more literal translation of the Greek word zeteo. Uh, in fact, that word zeteo, uh, Jesus used in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. In, in 6.33, he says this, but seek, that's the Greek word zeteo, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So, so it's okay. I'm giving my permission to the NIV translators. It's okay for them to have put set there, that, that you're to set our hearts on things uh, above. They, they didn't mess that up, but there's a subtle, there's a subtle little difference there. There's a subtle, uh, a different application there when we realize that it, that it's broader than just setting your mind. It's also, this idea of seeking. Let me let me illustrate it this way. Uh, this way, uh, over Christmas break, uh, 19, 1977, I was a sophomore in college, and and I went home back to Illinois for my Christmas break. And, and you know what I did over that that three or three and a half weeks, four weeks, whatever it was, over that period of time, I set my heart on something. Actually, it's a better way to put it, or more accurate way to put it. I set my heart on someone. I, I set my heart on a, a, a beautiful co-ed that was, what was a classmate of mine, uh, also attending Ozark Bible College at the time, Christian College now. I, I set my heart on this beautiful brown-eyed girl from Kansas. Now you can, cannot go wrong if you set your heart on a brown-eyed girl from Kansas. Her name was Rita Renfro. Uh, and, and I set my heart on her. Now, now if that's all I said, if, if I just said I set my heart on her over Christmas break, you could, you could probably guess, you could probably assume or, 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 or make the jump, and, and you'll be correct, that when I got back on campus later in January, that the first thing I did was that, that I went up to her. You can look at me, honey. She's like, "Oh man, I wish he hadn't have set his heart on me." But uh, I, you would, you would probably guess just from saying that that I went back to campus and I found her and I asked her out. And you would kind of be right. You would be mostly right with that. Um, but but here's a, here's a here's a subtle reality. I could have set my heart on her for the whole semester and never have asked her out. I could have for the whole semester pined over her and thought, man, man, she's beautiful. Man, she's, she's lovely. I, she, she is so funny and, and we would go together so well. And, and I could have, I could have set my heart on her for the whole semester and never ask her. The reality is it took me about three weeks for me to garner enough courage to, to go. And I thought she liked me, but I just wasn't totally sure. So it took about three weeks before, before I did this, before I sought her. No, notice the difference. Now it's it's kind of subtle. I'd set my heart on her. You kind of know what that is. I, I I was thinking about her. I was, and, but, but when I got the courage, I sought her. Uh, when when you do that, it takes an extra level of commitment, an extra level of involvement, an extra level of movement and action. We're we're called to set our hearts on things above. 
That's what he says. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So, so, so that's a good, that's a good way to see it, but see it this way also. It really means we are to seek. We are to seek him. Now, let, let me make this application. I think it's, and don't misunderstand here, but I think it's a fair application for us to say that being here today, now, and I'm, I'm kind of playing with these words, that being here today is setting our heart on him. That being in a worship service, singing along as we did, and taking communion and, and enduring a sermon, that, that, that part of that, I, I, we would be accurate to say that is setting our heart on God. But would you agree with me that being here and setting our heart on things above, on, on him, isn't necessarily seeking him? Now, it is partly, and I'll come back and say that again, but it is, but, but we can set our heart on God without seeking him. And see, 3 1, where, where Paul says, set your hearts, what he really says is you need to go deeper than just thinking about God for a little while. You need to seek him. So, so if our only spiritual action, if our, if our only, uh, godly thing, if the only time we set our hearts on God is, is during a worship service, if, if our walk with Jesus is highlighted only by sitting in a pew for an hour or so, then we may not be seeking things that are above. Our spiritual walk with Jesus is not passive. The, the Greek literally shows that there, if, if we were to, uh, to, to understand the Greek, it literally is the idea of action and continual action. Our spiritual walk with Jesus is not passive. It has an element of action. So we must be actively seeking Christ. We must be actively seeking God. We must be actively seeking to align ourselves and our thinking with him and his will for our life. And when we actively seek God, we find him. Proverbs 8, 17 says this, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Uh, Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. And Jeremiah chapter 29, 13, Tanya read, 29.11, we're familiar with that, but 29.13 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, we need to seek God, and and yes, being here to today is is part of that. I'm not saying it's not, but it's 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 broader than that. It's it's power more powerful than that. Seeking God is praying, it's meditating, it's reading your Bible, it's opening up your heart to His will. See, seeking. God then, then throws these questions. It, it's, we, we live with these types of questions. God, what do you want me to do? We live with this question. What do you want me to change? What, what would you have me to do? God, who should I be blessing today? How do you want me to serve? Jesus, show me your heart. See, when we tune in with seeking, seeking God, when we tune in with seeking him, those questions are there. We're, we're trying to find him continuously. Uh, verse verse two then says something very similar. It says, "Set your not your hearts, but verse two says, set your minds on things above." So so verse one, set your hearts. Verse two, set your minds. Now, when we say something, when when anyone says something twice, when they 
they repeat something, it's because they really want you to catch it. They want you to, to listen to it. Let me give you an example. When, when you leave the house and maybe run to the store and you tell your teenager, hey, I want you to clean your room, and then, and then right before you leave the house, you say, now when I get back, I'm going to check to make sure you cleaned your room. When you've said it twice, then, then you really mean it. Not, not that you didn't mean it if you said it once, but, but you're really emphasizing it. Let me give you another illustration. Um, here recently, Rita told me, hey, when you come home from work, stop in Atchison at Willie's and pick up a gift card. We had a friend that, that's retiring from her job, actually, uh, uh, a person that uh, that grew up here in Troy and, uh, and and is retiring and moving on to a different job. And so we said, hey, stop and pick up a gift card. But before I left that day, she said a second time, now don't forget to stop at Willie's and get the gift card. On, on my way home, I called her. In fact, I, I actually wasn't, was almost home. I called her and she said again, hey, did you remember to get the gift card? Now, I got lucky that time I actually had remembered to get it. But 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 if we say it more than once, it's important. So so I think Paul wants us to catch an idea here. He says, set your hearts on things above and set your minds on things above. But he uses a, a, a subtly different word. Th- this word is is translated, it could be translated literally, be minded. Be minded or or have your mind on or or think think. So Paul is challenging us with this idea. Since since I died with Christ and have been raised with him, he wants me, he wants us to consider where our minds, our attitudes, where our hearts are centered. The 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 reality is for most of us it won't take it won't take a lot of personal assessment to figure out where our minds are. We don't have to look very very deep. You don't have to you don't have to think very much to realize, okay, this is what I think about. This is where my this is where I am minded. Now, now let me just toss this out. It is okay to have your mind on your family. Uh, it, it is okay to have your mind on your husband or wife. In fact, I would suggest that. It's okay to have your mind on your kids and, and their futures. Graduation time, obviously you've been thinking that. It it is okay to have your mind on your job. It's okay to have your mind on on the Chiefs or on the 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 Wildcats or, or more importantly on the Jayhawks. It's okay to have your mind on things like that. It's okay for you to have your mind on your upcoming vacation. Now 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 here's the truth. If God wanted now I gotta be careful here because because this could be misunderstood. But if God wanted us to only think about him if if he only wanted if, if his instruction for us was to only ever just think about him nothing else to, to, everything else is excluded only god now that wouldn't be a bad thing we 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 would certainly be good if we did that but if that's all he ever asked for when when we accepted him then that would have been the instruction to do that he he would have said you need to you need to commit yourself to communal living so 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 peter when uh in Acts chapter 2, Jared kind of referenced that in his meditation. In Acts chapter 2, when he preached the first gospel sermon, and at the end of the sermon, the people all were amazed. They said, hey, what do we need to do to be saved? We want to know this Jesus. Peter said, repent be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But he didn't add, and 
and, and then sell everything you have, go out, go, go live in a commune. Go out in the desert and think about God just 24-7, thinking of nothing else. Um, God wants us to be minded towards him. But he also wants us to be minded towards our families. He, he wants us to be good husbands and good wives. He wants us to be good, uh, good moms and good dads. He wants us to be good brothers and sisters to our, our earthly family as well as our church family. He wants us to be good friends. He wants us to be responsible in work. And, and in fact, the Apostle Paul did a lot of preaching, a lot of evangelism, a lot of letter writing, it's a lot of these books that we're reading today. But even in the midst of that, he worked. He took orders for tents, and he built tents for people. He wants us to be responsible and work. And I think he even calls us to enjoy life. I think God wants us to laugh. I think he wants us to go out in his creation. And, and if it's catching a fish that turns you on, I think he wants you to do that. If it's if it's playing golf or shopping or I think God wants us to enjoy life, but he also calls us to have our minds on him. And that's more than just an hour a week. Now, can I can I be real for a second? I, I, I know we put our minds on our families, and that's okay. We put our minds on sports teams, and, and that's okay. And we put our minds on our on our kids, and, you know, that's that's good. We put our minds on our summer plans and that's fine but but do you put your minds on god do you do you find yourself minded on him uh, since since i died and and been raised with christ i need to set my mind on him so so it's an act actively seek him and i need to be minded on him and things above. Now, now let's look at two applications. We're, we're just about done here. Two applications, uh, that come from having our, uh, uh, having our, uh, minds, uh, having our, ourselves set on, on his heart and on his mind, uh, and seeking him. The first thing is that we have to take our focus off. Take our focus off. I mentioned earlier that our kids laughed at us when we started watching birds and, uh, uh, and we literally, I, I have a, a set of binoculars on my, on my front porch. And so when I go sit out on the front porch and read or, or just sit out to relax, I'll, I'll look at the tree that we have a bird, a couple bird feeders on and I'll watch. And every so often a bird that really interests me lands. Sometimes it might just be a cardinal, which we have cardinals all the time, or maybe it's a blue jay or, or, um, and I've uh, three different times, Jennifer, I saw the rose, rose breasted grosbeak, ha ha. Uh, and, uh, She's never seen one. Still haven't seen one. Uh, you're jealous. So, uh, uh, or the Orioles that came to our oil feeder this year. So, so I'll gather my binoculars and I'll, I'll focus in. Now, when I am focusing in on those birds, that's all I can see. The, the most rare bird in the world. I don't know what that might be, but the most rare bird in the world could land in the top of the tree. But if my, Binoculars are focused at the bottom where that, where that cardinal is. I won't see that. If, if we focus just on ourselves, see, 
See, sometimes that's the problem. It's, it's not that God doesn't want us to think about ourselves or to think about our families, or it, it, but but when our binoculars are just on ourselves, and, and we don't take the focus off ourselves, we we might miss where God wants us to be. See, see, we need to take our our focus off of ourselves, our needs, our desires, our abilities. Uh, we need to stop looking at ourselves and thinking, hey, I, I am the only one that can do it and, and, and encouraging ourselves so much that we're not even thinking about God. There was a, a, a lady pulled or a guy pulled up and, uh, to an accident and he, he noticed as he got out of his car, he noticed that one of the victims was laying on the ground and there was a lady that was bent over attending to the needs of that accident victim and the guy ran up and and he, he got up and he he kind of he didn't really push it but he kind of just took his hand and, and and gently nudged her inside said I've taken a first aid course and and he he bent over and began to 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 attend to the needs and the lady who got kind of pushed to the side stepped back and kind of folded her arms and didn't say anything for a second and then finally said uh said so so sir when you get to that point in your your course training where it says to call for a doctor I'll be right here <laughs> so, Sometimes we get so focused on ourselves that we we can miss God. Uh, setting our hearts on and our minds requires us uh, on God requires us to take our focus off of ourselves. See, sometimes we put it on things. We need to take the focus off of things. We can get so caught up in in having the next best thing and having a nice house and a nice car. God doesn't say we can't have any of that stuff. But if that's what we focus on, we we miss him. Our binoculars are on those things and not us. And here's the second application. We'll finish with this. The second application is this. We need to put our focus on. It's pretty obvious that that would be the next thing. Take our focus off ourselves, but put our focus on. Put our focus on what God wants us to do. We'll we'll talk a little bit of a, a little bit more about that next week. Colton, if uh, if you're up here, you can come on up. Come on up. Uh, I had two sons that uh, that played high school football. Uh, both of them both played eight man football, and uh, but both of them uh, actually played both ways. Played the exact same positions: D back on uh, defense and on offense. They played tight end, if that's really a position in eight man, but it's kind. Kind of, kind of was. So every so often they would, they would line up, kind of split out as a receiver or even at the end of the line, they would be considered that. And, and I remember watching their games and I would see them do this all the time. They would get up to the line of scrimmage. They would step up and then they would do this. Now, Derek knows what that, that is, if I did it right. But they would look at the official standing on the line. And it's like, check, am I okay? Am I where I need to be? So Sometimes I would see one of them step back. Sometimes they would step forward. I, I usually wasn't watching the official, so I don't know if he was like, okay, or move up or move back. But but they would would do that. I, I watched high school football games. I, I watched Troy and D. West play, and I, I've seen that very same thing. Have guys step up to the line, maybe a wide receiver split out wide, step up, look over, check, am I okay? I, I've, I've seen that in college, and I've, I've seen that in pros. In, in fact, uh, there, there's probably one game you can think of where if, if one of the players had done that, if 
one of the players had simply just done that, the team that we love would have won the game. Anyone know who that player was? D. Ford, thank you. If D. Ford on that, that play in the championship game would have simply, am I over the line? Oh, the guy, oh, yeah, I need to step back a little bit. The Chiefs would have gone to back-to-back uh, uh, Super Bowls. It just checked. We are to, uh, we are to set our hearts and our minds on Him, which, which then requires us what the application, like I said, we'll talk more about that next week, really is taking our focus off ourselves. Checking, hey, am I focused right? Am I where I need to be? And putting our focus on where God wants us to be. Would you bow with me? Father, we pray this morning that we can focus on the things that are above. Father, our lives are busy. Uh, and we're no different than generations before us. Maybe we're a little bit busier, I guess. But, but Father, we're, we're no different. Every generation before us uh, loved their families and wanted the best for their kids and worked long and hard hours. And Father, we're, we're no different, but you've always called us to, to, in the midst of those things, also put our hearts and our minds on you, to seek after you, to be mindful of you, to be thinking about you. Father, help us in the midst of our, uh, our, our distractions, in the midst of our busy lives. Father, help us also be minded towards you, to check with you, Make sure we're where we need to be doing what you call us to do. Father, give us that heart and that purpose today to seek your face. Think of you.